Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No so there's a couple of things I want to uh, talk to you about. And one of them, before we begin, I just want to make sure that you're fine with talking about it. Mm-hmm. Before we begin, the fact that you have herpes. I'm just kidding. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Homeschool Podcast. Homeschool. The Homeschool Podcast. Why? Because it was homeschool. It's time to document the journey. Once again, welcome back to Homeschool Podcast. I'm Augustino Zoida, and uh, this is my guest. It's uh, Vinny Falcone. He's, uh, He's here today. Couldn't figure out how to blur his background, so we said, fuck it. <laughs> um so uh yeah man, we're, we're gonna have an interesting podcast today guys stick around i think that this is gonna be uh, a good subject and before we begin uh first off uh let's, let's give a thanks to everybody that came out to our sacramento shows that's the last time i worked with Vinny. uh we were up in sacramento and it was a valentine show so if you're at those shows uh thanks for coming out we really appreciate it uh here's what i got coming up next i have uh i got new york at the end of the month I'm gonna be in uh, like like uh, like White Plains, New York area on March 24th, and then I'm in Brooklyn on March 25th. So um, I'm doing those with Lee Syatt. You guys um, come out, and uh, Brian Day is hosting. He's a great comic that I worked with in Boston. Actually, I mean, I, I started with him out here in LA, but he lives in New York now. Um, and then um, and then after that, I got some other shit. Everything's on my website, homeschooledpod.com or augustinocomedian.com. You can go click on tour, and you can get tickets to and see all the upcoming shows that I have. Um, Vinny, thanks th- thanks for get thanks for sitting around while I uh, while I got through the intros there. Sorry about yesterday, dude. Uh, I mean, it, Zoom oh, is a dis- disaster of a product to begin with. Trying to zoom in with people, it's just you know it, they're constantly doing updates and like you know you couldn't find the blur thing because it probably changed since the last update. I was having so many. I, I constantly have an issue with like not being able to hear my guest unless and then if I take the headphones out, I can hear them. And then you have to like switch the speaker, and I it, it's it's constantly an issue. But then I was messing around with it yesterday, and and then finally we said, you know what, let's postpone to tomorrow, and I can figure this out. And I came upstairs, and they, I realized that my whole entire internet was out. And today I got a text <laughs> message from Spectrum saying that like, hey, heads up, because of the weather, we're gonna have like outages, <laughs> like through. Oh, you, I got the same text. I got the same text. Yeah, like, I mean. <laughs> You know it's going to be bad when like an internet service, which is already very bad, 
is warning you <laughs> yeah. that it's gonna be bad <laughs> uh yeah, it, yeah I, it, it's definitely called the spectrum for a reason i think <laughs> but anyway uh yeah sorry about that man i, I always hate having to do that to a guest you know i mean hopefully you didn't like cancel shows or anything to do my podcast okay oh, yeah no, no, i wouldn't no, i wouldn't have either yeah. i would be like no dude i have a fucking show that night i'm not doing your i'm not doing your podcast yeah. um but yeah dude i uh, i just worked with you up in sacramento i just want to let you know that um you did a fantastic job we had many challenges <laughs> um we had an issue with that one with malfunctioning uh, uh you know audio equipment and dude i didn't i didn't tell you that like the the next day i had like a bunch of people um ask for refunds so yeah oh, man really? people in the back rows that couldn't hear shit they all asked for refunds which like i knew that they it was already a problem like we knew they're in person and and that's why i gave them all like free shirts but even still they like as soon as they got home they must have all like went you know let's refund and they would comment so I was talking to the venue, and, and all the complaints were about them not being able to hear in the back row. And um, I have a door deal with them. So, I mean, it's not like I get a flat rate regardless of how many people buy tickets. I have a door deal. Yeah. So the my my ending paycheck was like $500 lighter. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Jesus. So that, that ended up being like a big problem. So I, I actually had to talk with the venue. I was like, yeah, I don't think that that should come out of my check. You know? It was the, it was on them, dude. I mean, can't agree with you more. And by the way, I just want to preface it by saying, um, you know, everyone that worked yeah. there was amazing. Uh, they gave a free meal, a free drink. Uh, I forget the woman who was kind of like the um, yeah. in charge. Very very nice. Yeah. Everyone was so sweet. However, just the way that it was set up, it was not conducive mm-hmm. to a show. Uh, for for the I would say a third. Yeah. Of the audience. Yeah. And just to like paint the picture for the audience, <clears throat> basically we were in a like twenty by thirty box. One of the walls was just a wall, and then the other three were glass garage yeah. doors. And basically the, the the garage door was up, basically opening you up into the yeah. Other but part they of the sat brewery, people outside is- that technical area and and then and then their their audio didn't work which like nor i like i've performed (laughs) this is my fourth year in a row but working with them uh it was other venues they they had a different location and then they moved to this one but i've always had you know the staff is amazing they're always a pleasure to deal with um especially the manager there like that place is really cool if you're listening to this podcast and you were there like that support that place they're awesome the food's good but it's just yeah um amazing and and normally the sound has always been fine but but, uh i mean i i've done a show there that was outside i don't know if you peeked at their outside i did a summer show there that was outside that holds like 200 and their audio was fine like everyone could hear but um yeah, their audio thing broke, and and I don't. So again, bottom line, I was like, I don't think that should come out of my paycheck. And and they were really cool. They were like, you know what? Like, we're gonna talk to the owner. We think you're right. Like, management was like kind of on my side, and they got the owner to to write me a check for the for the uh, for, yeah for the money that was taken oh, out good. of my check. Yeah, cause it really. I mean, it, honestly, not only was it not should it not come out of your paycheck, because it wasn't really your fault, but there would have been zero show. If I didn't have my if I didn't have my backup speaker, I know, I know. Um, 
Yeah. You know? <laughs> and and actually my my microphone and equipment downstairs in the garage that I normally use for this podcast is actually not working right now. So <laughs> it could happen to anybody. Probably. So I even I have uh, this yeah. is my backup mic and cord that I usually travel with and I always have it in my backpack. I just didn't for that one for some reason and uh, but I did have uh, I did have that little <laughs> backup speaker a little karaoke machine but yeah it just wasn't loud enough which is really unfortunate for people i mean man when i do shows i like feel so terrible for people that come to my shows and it's not it's not because they're not going to have a good time it's just the pressure i feel that i want them to have a good time and it's just the i know how difficult it is to leave the house and i don't have children you don't have yeah. children, you know, and, and but you know, you and I both work hard and when we have our nights to ourselves, you know how difficult it is to leave the house? Like you just don't want to. Um but yeah. you have when you're in a relationship, you have to. You you have to do these things which is investing into your relationship because you owe it to each other to have a night out. Now put kids in the mix, you know, you got to get a babysitter pay the babysitter you have to go out dinner now it's not just dinner now there's like an activity and um and and also there's extra pressure on valentine's day i think to do something and Mm -hmm. i just feel i felt terrible for those people they absolutely deserved a a refund if you couldn't hear you know your whole valentine's day was a bust so um but uh speaking of which man i just wanted to to say you know you've come a long way dude you're a fucking great comic and I remember when you. you first came, you first moved to LA from Jersey. How long were you already doing stand up before you came to LA? So it's a weird thing. I was doing bringer shows in New York for probably mm-hmm. a year, but I wasn't doing stand up, if that makes sense. Like I was doing shows, probably like you know two shows a month, but I wasn't getting on stage and doing open mics and working on bits. You know, I was, I would say I was performing okay. for the first year. You know, and then I moved to LA. The first year I focused on like you know writing and acting. And then by the time I met you at Tarzana at the right. um, Dark Horse, I had kind of like just started doing stand up again. So honestly, you could say a year, you could say six months, but still mm-hmm. super green. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. When I first met you, you know, I was running that room, the Dark Horse in Tarzana, and um, I remember you came by one day and we were like, "Hey, what's it take to get on, on the stage here?" And, and thinking back to then, when I first met you, it makes sense because you did already have a stage presence. Um, so I, I mean, yeah, you were super green, but I, I, I mean, you could just tell, you know, dude. Like, no offense to you. But even now, where you are, you look at guys year one, and you can look at them and go, "That guy's super green." Um, you could just tell. Oh, yeah. But uh, but you you have stage presence. You were always good. You were never not good. Um, always okay. showed uh, promise. But more than that, dedication. And I think that the dedication has paid off. You continue to, you know, grind it out and do your thing, and constantly be working on new material and, and doing whatever it takes. But both you and Pat, both, you know, I mean, I commend you both. It, moved your entire lives to Los Angeles to, to go for this. And you both are out there every night, mics writing together. It's great to have a buddy to write with or, or just whatever, man. And you're doing it. And, and now you've done something that, (laughs) uh, um, so, so you recently got engaged. Yes. Congratulations, dude. Congratulations. 
and not to bypass this something real quick, I just want to go back just so the your fans know and your audience knows. Pat and I went to Sacramento to do the shows with Augustino. He killed. He is. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> you don't have um, to. Got, we have to do a disclaimer to people that <laughs> came out to the show. No, seriously, man. You know, because it's it's you know serious. Because like you know, people they headline, which means they go up last mm. and they do more time. But it doesn't always right. mean they're a headliner. You've really you're really a headliner, and you took great care of Pat. Oh, and thanks, I. man. Um, we were very yeah, we were very taken care of. Augustino's a great guy and always been supportive of us with comedy and kind of our we always call him our, oh, our man. comedy show. Well, I wish so. that you would uh, attach to yourselves to a better horse than this one. <laughs> you're riding the wrong coattails, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Um, and, and you know, I mean, I, I, I wish I could take care of you even more. You know what I mean? And that's just the way that I was taken care of. I, I, I've experienced both. I've experienced like opening for guys that treat you like shit, and I've experienced. Uh, I've been very lucky to to work with guys that just really re- treat the opener with respect and pay them well if they can. And and you know, if I could, I'd pay you guys you know, double that or, and you know what I mean? And if I could, I'd give you a fucking, you know, two hotel rooms instead of having to share one. And yeah, you know what I mean? Like if you can always take yeah. care, take care of, uh, when you get to be in that position, God willing, always take care of the people that are one day going to be, you know, uh, it, it's like, it's like, uh, you know how dads would be like, well, my father hit me, and then you know, but I I don't hit my kids. You know what I mean? So you want to you want to send that you want to start that trend. Otherwise, there's gonna be a bunch of dickhead fucking yeah. comics out there, you know. And when I won't I won't say who, but a guy asked me to open for him, and me and this guy both were really tight with Joey Joey Diaz, right? And we both mm-hmm. experienced opening for him. And this one guy, I won't say his name asked me to open for him somewhere and i said yeah and it was like bro i think it was further than sacramento it was northern california but it was maybe like an hour past sacramento no hotel and 50 bucks for the spot no gas nothing no gas yeah do i know him if i told you the name you would know who he is but so you know it sucks i I, I wasn't snitching because this is going to sound like I was snitching. I wasn't snitching. Uh, I went to Joey because I would often go to him for advice on a lot of things back then uh, and, and even now. But, but but for things like that, I would ask him, do you think I should do this? I would always ask him, you think I should do this gig? You think I should do this one? The money's not great. but you think?" I-? And sometimes he'd say, yes, that seems like a good experience or it's just good for you to get in at that club, you know, let them see you. And then sometimes he would say, no, stay home. Save your money. That's not worth it. So I, like, so I call him and I ask him about that one. And I go, yeah, the money's bad and there's no hotel, blah, blah, blah. And I go, but, you know, it's our friend. And uh, maybe mm-hmm. I should do it. And he was like, no, don't fucking do it. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, maybe if you never done that club, he's like, but you did that club already. I took you there. Were they going to see you again? And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know you know what I mean? He's like, it's not really worth it. So, yeah. but not only that, but he calls this guy and tells this guy, let me ask you a question. <laughs> I'm not kidding you, dude. He calls him just like this right in front of me. He goes, let me ask you a question. When I took you on the road, he goes, did I not take care of you? And the guy's like, yeah, of course, of course you do. He was like, uh, 
So like he's like, don't I pay you good? Don't I give you a hotel and all that stuff? And he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, he's like, so then fu- he didn't say who. He didn't tell the guy who was complaining. But he mm-hmm. goes, so so fucking do it to people you asked to open. And that was it, dude. Like it's it's always nice. been like that, and you should always take care of uh, of, of your openers. But uh, thank you, man. Thanks for thanks for saying something. <laughs> I appreciate. It. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to get that out there. Thank yeah, you, man. Yeah, there there's definitely a difference between like the headliner and a headliner, <laughs> which uh, yeah. I appreciate you yeah. saying that because that is something I learned. I remember when I started headlining, I was not ready. I just I had the material, I had the time. And I, you know, but I wasn't a performer. It was the, like, you know, it was the transition of a perf- giving the performance of a headliner. But let's go back to you getting married. When's the yeah. wedding? Oh, God. I mean, at the earliest, probably a year and a half. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, um, yeah a lot to uh, decide sure. on that. Yeah. Uh, so a couple of things. Let's talk about that because it's a big thing for stand-up comedians there's a, a a lot of people say that a comedian shouldn't get married. I don't know if you've heard that at all. Anybody tell you that yet? Anybody bust your balls? Yeah. Um, eh, not too much. I've had. Okay, so so that that's kind of like a rule, is they say you don't get married. Now, obviously, that's not necessarily true because there's a lot of married comedians, but there's exceptions. Mm-hmm. Like some of them were married already. And then started stand up. Some of them been together forever and have kids and stuff like that. And they just, you know, whatever. But it's kind of like an unsaid rule that if you're like a young comic starting out, like you you don't want to get married. Now you're talking to somebody who did it twice, <laughs> <laughs> and I had the ball busters, bro. Like all the comedians would tell me, like horrible mistake. You're not supposed to do that. And to some extent, they were right. Like. Um, I mean, in particular, like, you know, I got divorced, obviously it didn't work out, but that was more about like who we were and who she was rather than the rule. Um, but there was a lot of comics yeah. there like, don't do it. There's just advising me against it. And I did it and we got divorced, but that was because of the relationship. And then, uh, we got divorced. Then I got married again. <laughs> I just, you know, just, I ever, again, everybody <laughs> told me not to do it. And not only that, um, when I was, Young, I took a comedy class, and I, I wouldn't say I took a comedy class as much as I worked at a comedy club where a class was taught, and I had to sit in on it all the time. So, um, in that comedy class, one of the chapters of the, one of the lessons was talking about marriage, and it was about how if you want to be have a successful comedy career, don't get married. Simple as that. It was taught in the class, like as a chapter. For the reasons of you work nights and you travel? That's part of it. I mean, yes, but that's like really summing it up, you know, in a narrow way to put it. But it's, mm-hmm. yes, you, you work nights and you travel, but it's just, it's a lot of things. You work nights and you travel and it's, they don't understand it. And it's very difficult to mm-hmm. understand. You, you, you know that, and you can't even be mad at them. I'm not saying women. I'm saying people that aren't comedians. The significant other that a comedian is thinking of being of marrying a man or a woman, it is completely normal of them to feel this way. Um, it's you. What it takes is like we'll do anything for it. 
Like if you had a big show, Vinny, uh, I don't know, Burr asked you to go open for him on the road. Doesn't give you a contract for a year or nothing like that. But he goes like, you want to go to fucking uh, Minneapolis or whatever with me, whatever big theater he's doing and says, Vinny, you want to open the show? Of course you want to do that, right? Now your, your day job says, we're not going to let you have the time off. Which one are you going to pick? Yeah, I did. Pat and I. You're going to quit the day job, right? I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, I have to open for Burr. I mean, I yeah. It's exactly. very difficult for a spouse to understand that. They understand it, but they don't. And mm-hmm. it's they will understand it if you marry an understanding person. They will understand it, but at the same time, they won't. It's. Also, yeah. prime example, we drove to Sacramento on Valentine's Day yeah. and didn't do anything with our girls. Me, you, or Pat. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think I, I, I did ask you guys if you want to bring the chicks, I'll get you an Airbnb instead with two separate bedrooms. But you guys said the chicks were yeah, working yeah, yeah. or something. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, dude. Uh, there is... Basically, what I'm getting at here is I'm not telling you not to do this. I'm not telling you this is a bad idea because I did it twice. <laughs> and this last time I've been married, uh, this August will be seven years. I've been married seven years and it works. Sure, we have our ups and downs and it isn't perfect, but but it just works. So I'm not telling you this to tell you like to put fear into you or nothing like that. I'm telling you that the stigma of the rule comedians shouldn't get married is bullshit. It's a lot of these comedians are too stupid to figure it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? To, to balance yeah. both worlds. And it's not easy because that probably makes it sound easy. Oh, just balance both worlds. It's very difficult to do, but you can do it. And, um, and I think it's like, um, it's, not only like the bouncing of like the two worlds, which definitely is an aspect. It's also the fact that a, generally a certain personality mm-hmm. type is a comedian, and I feel like those people generally can be a little like fly by the seat of your pants, yeah. impulsive. Just like, I mean, I wouldn't say self-centered, but definitely like driven on a very narrow street that is usually like you know they're driving solo in the car kind of thing because like they have one goal in mind, which is to make it. And they generally don't let other things get in their way, which can come across in relationship as maybe mm-hmm. like selfish. There's you know? just so many things that could happen, man. I mean, yeah, you're right. I, I'm sure there's some exceptions to the rule, but I think that you're right. I think that most comedians are going to be fly by the seat of their pants. They're going to be like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, and, and let's go do this. If somebody calls you and says like, tonight, you want to do a spot, um, you may have had date plans with your wife and somebody says like can you do a spot tonight you 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 you're you, you, most of the time you're gonna do it now it depends on the spot i wouldn't personally i've been married six and a half years i wouldn't cancel date plans with my wife for um 10 minutes at a bar at a bar show that's not gonna do mm-hmm. anything for my career and it doesn't pay i wouldn't i wouldn't yeah um but if somebody says you want to do a spot at the store or you want to come do a spot for 25 dollars I may be like, listen, hun, we're just going to go out tomorrow night instead. We're just going to switch it. Hope- well, prime, prime example, a couple of years ago, um, me and Zoe were going to have date night, cook dinner together. You called me. You're like, hey, man, someone bailed on a gig. I'm doing one of the sober living facilities. Do you want to hop on? 
And uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Joined. And then not only was it a great show, but met Steve Simone and build a rapport with him. And now like, we're, that's, we're that's the buddies, thing. There's yeah. Know? There's, there's always something that's going to happen. Like, yeah, it could be like a stupid shitty Ooh. bar show, but you don't know, like you don't know who you can meet. Like things just happen when you get out yeah. and you meet people or you do sets or even if you bombed, and people, you know what I mean? There was no industry in the audience, thank God. And you <laughs> and you bombed. It's like you still learned something. You probably still got something out of it. Yeah. And like all these are good points. And But it, it, it doesn't change the fact that a normal person, which we are not, a normal person is not going to see it that way. And they think that they understand, and they probably do. And your your girl seems very understanding. You're a smart guy. I don't think you would have proposed if it wasn't. You got another thing working for you, is that you were a comedian before you met her, correct? Yes. My yeah, first marriage, I met her and then became a comedian. My second marriage, I was already a comedian for many years. And she knows going in that Valentine's Day, we work. New Year's Eve, we work. You know, that stand-up comes first a lot of the times. Like, they just know this going in. Um, and even though they know it going in, it's just a normal reaction that they're going to get upset sometimes. They're just going to. It's yeah. just human behavior. You know, it doesn't matter that you go, uh, big opportunity, Bill Burr, and they'll go, I understand that, but when you're looking at a bill... A past due bill in front of you, you 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 understand, but you still don't understand it. And, yeah, and and that's just the difference, you know. Like it's it's gonna happen, man. It's, it's gonna happen where there's where there's things like that. It's gonna happen where they're gonna go. You doing a spot tonight? Yeah. Does it pay? And there's also going to come a time, dude, where you are actually making decent money as a stand-up comedian, and they'll get used to that. The, not saying like they get used to the riches, not because you're not going to be rich. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I take that back. You are going to be, dude. You're going to be very, very successful. You're you're the next Sebastian Maniscalco. I think I I missed that era. He hit it. Now I'm in an area where they don't want Italian white guys. <laughs> By the time you are in my place, they're going to want them again. <laughs> yeah. They'll be yeah. Back in style. Yeah. They'll be back in style. Um. So I sh I shouldn't say that, but when you start working, where you'll do a gig that you will make fifteen hundred bucks, uh, or you will make mm -hmm. you know two or three grand on a weekend, and that's something to feel proud of, and that's something that your wife is going to be proud of you for, and it's nice to pay your bills always, but it's nice mm -hmm. to pay your bill with stand up money. It just fucking feels good, and and you know, so you're gonna have you're gonna get to that point, and then. Because we're real comics. There's comics that get to that point, and then they'll just only do those. And then they'll just go do cruise ships. Or when they're not on the road, they will not leave their house because they're tired from the road and want to spend time with the family and shit like that. So, um, But you and I are real comics till the fucking end. Like We live for the stage. We live to constantly keep writing, constantly keep improving ourselves. So even when we're home, we're going to run, run out of time and Zoom soon. we got 10 minutes. Um, so <laughs> okay. even when you're – so when we're, when we're home, we want to do spots. 
mics, bar shows, free spots at somebody's room or club, whatever, right? Like we always want to take every spot we can get. And now that she's had a taste <laughs> that you go and you actually make money, I made I made five hundred bucks doing this gig. I made two hundred bucks doing this gig. I made a thousand, and then you go like, "Oh, you want to do something tonight? Oh, I have a spot tonight. You have a spot tonight? Yeah. Does it pay? No. Well, then why are you doing it? It's gonna happen, man. And yeah, it's just well, you don't understand that I can't not do free shows now because I get paid. The reason I get paid to pay for all this is because I'm good. And the reason I'm good at my job is because I practice. And to practice yeah. is me getting on stage as much as possible and constantly working on my craft. And only one way to do it. Yeah. Is to do and it. these you can't really practice stand up. You, you got to do, do it. it. You 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 have to be out every night, and like you said, even if it didn't go well, or even if you get on stage, you got to go out and network, and you never know who you're going to meet, and things will lead to more shows and more gigs, and and that's how you that's how, probably how you even got the paid ones, is from just being out doing some stupid show and meeting somebody. That's yeah. how that snowballs. So um, I'm not saying they are wrong because they're comp- it's a completely normal human behavior of any spouse to have those questions and doubts and fears of rent and and all this stuff and and and, uh but it's just a different beast knowing who uh how different we are as performers and 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 we have to do that and i'm just telling you that those conversations are gonna happen and uh keep calm Talk to them like uh, how you and I talking. Like, uh, you know, let me explain it to you. And you can explain it till you're blue in the face. They're never going to fully understand. They'll get it. But I, but as soon as they see a bill, <laughs> it all comes flowing back, that feeling. And um, so, yeah, man, in, in conclusion, uh, I, what I'm saying is, is that there is the rule that comedians shouldn't get married. I'm happy for you. I say fuck that rule, but it'll work with with very key ingredients. Number one, it's got to be the right girl or guy. Yeah, not meaning you. I mean people listening that are female comics or <laughs> gay comics, whatever. Um, it's got to be the right. It's got to be the one. It's got to be the one that understands this is your passion and what it means to you. And you you're gonna have to remind them throughout the relationship, but understands what valentine's day really is it's got to be the one the second thing is that balance that we talked about as soon as you understand that there is two full-time jobs and for a long time you're probably going to have a day job so really you got three full-time jobs the day job stand up and your relationship is another full-time job you already know it and you guys have a dog right oh yeah these are all full-time jobs and just balancing them all, you know, you got seven days to play with. And now if five of those days are occupied by a day job, then you got like seven nights to play with. And, uh, and, and or no, you got, you, you, yeah, you got seven nights to play with. And then two of those are, are full days. 
you know, Saturday, Sundays, and what mm-hmm. have you. So you can make those work in your favor. This night is date night. This night is stand up. I always, you know, that room has a good Monday. That room has a good Tuesday. So I'm gonna hit those. And then, but then you get the monkey wrench of like a sh- unexpected shows that people offer you. Then you go, um, all right, babe, we're gonna switch our Wednesday date night to Thursday this week because you know I got a show, and it's just. So it's just good yeah. schedule. Scheduling is the third thing, bro. Just being a good planner is everything. Dude, I have a whole date thing in my in my yeah. uh, phone with dates, all that kind of stuff. And I don't miss anything. I'm up to date because I mean, yeah, between like work, like you said, work, stand up, date nights. It's it's a. I mean, just sort of yeah. <laughs> say exactly what you said. It's fucking. It's three t- three full time. Absolutely, jobs, and sure. and none of this is meant to discourage you. I don't want you to think that. I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talk to you about these things. Actually, since I found out that you were engaged, I've been wanting to talk to you, but I figured we'll do it on the podcast because maybe there's some comedians that are curious about that. If Can it work? Yeah. And if for for those of you who were married first and then got into stand-up or are thinking about getting into stand-up, that's a difficult thing to do, but you gotta it's got to be the one, and you got to have a talk with them and be like, look, yeah. this is what's going to happen. It's going to alter our lives a little bit, but we can do it. We're just going to move this to here. Boom, boom, boom. It's all playing Tetris with your time and your activities and your life. And um, I'm happy yeah. for you, dude. I, I, I wish you, you and your future wife um, all, 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 all success, bro. And I think that you'll have it because you're a smart dude and, and, and she's supportive. And um, uh, so th- this is all to prepare you for what is going to happen, not to discourage you. And, and you know, if yeah. in the future, if you ever want to talk about it, something we didn't go over, you know, my door is always open. Yeah, not that you asked for it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I know that you're you're smart, dude. You're not you're not a dumb guy. You're you're also one of the few. Um, you're one of the few comics that I'm friends with that. And maybe even the only one that's married. That's married. <laughs> a lot of the I older so. guys are, and the guys who are like headliners already or have made it, you know. But I mean, I mean, that you like, like hang, that with, hang with regularly and do shows with right, regularly. Yeah, yeah, maybe, dude. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, <holy> shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, at least for now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. But you know, dude. Um, uh, you, you, like I said, you got a good head on your shoulders. You didn't need me to tell you this, but I thought that it would be a good topic for some people that might need to hear it. You know, um, yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, next week we'll have Pat on and we'll talk about gay couples. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, man. You got any shows coming up? Um, dude, actually, so far, nothing books for March. I had a really Great. busy February. Um, had like seven or eight shows, which was awesome. Um, so far, nothing for March. I'm, I'm going to try to hit up some people and get on some, get some shows. You know, man, my March you? is pretty light also, which I kind of did on purpose. <laughs> and I'm kind of glad that I have this little downtime between because once the end of March comes and I start up again, it's a lot in a row. So I'm glad I have these mm-hmm. couple of weeks of home, which I have a couple spots. I had the, I had the ha ha on Saturday and, and I had to cancel it because I got sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like it was just like a cold. I'm like 100 percent better already, and uh, I'm doing um yeah. Northridge on Saturday night. It's the 10 o'clock show because it's after the USC fight. Oh, Rubio? no, it's Chris called Rubio? something like like Patagons or something. I don't know. 
I forget. It's okay. on. Uh, I, I've been posted on Instagram, or they they've been posting it. I'm sh- I've shared a few. Um, I'll post it. Oh, it's on my website, AugustinoComedian.com. Uh, yeah. So the ten o'clock after the UFC fight in, in Northridge this Saturday, and then um, the following Monday, I'm go- I'm doing uh, I'm doing uh, Hamburger Marys, which uh, is in West Hollywood. You're welcome to come with me. Um, my friend Samantha cool. runs that show for years, and she she books me every couple of Mondays. Every Monday. If you want, you're welcome to come and, and right, I'll cool. introduce you. She's 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 really cool, really cool. It it's like a bar show. Yeah, cool. Sometimes nice. it's an audience. Sometimes it's a, it turns into like a mic, <laughs> but it, it, it but it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's Monday the sixth. But that uh, yeah, that's that, that's it. I'll see you guys hopefully at the end of the month in New York. Come see me and Lisa Yat. Get tickets at my website augustinocomedian.com. and um, and that's it, dude. Make sure you guys are following Vinny so you can follow his success of his career and his marriage and when, when, he, when he's got the upcoming shows i'm sure he'll post it so make sure you're following him on instagram yeah. which is uh i am vinnie falcone there's i am vinnie with an i you got thank that you all right we're yes. we got like a couple seconds left before zoom kicks us off so thank you guys so much for listening i'm augustino zoida this is the homeschool podcast keep coming back here where we document the journey we'll see you guys next time peace homeschool podcast homeschool the homeschool podcast why because it was homeschool i don't want to do that <laughs> no, okay i don't want to do that at all